What's going on, guys? Welcome to The Holy Hustle. My name's Jalen. And my name's Zach. Here at The Holy Hustle, our goal is to provide real-life examples, our experiences, and provide practical steps to help you become a true disciple of Jesus in our world today. And just to do life together. So without further ado, make sure you guys hit the follow button, the like button, the subscribe button, and you come back every week for a new episode. Let's get right into it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to The Holy Hustle. This is episode two with my boy, Zach. Zach, how we doing? Man, I'm good, bro. How about you? Good, bro. What's the week been like? Um, Slow week. Very slow week. Just like last week. Every week's a slow week for for me right now. Yeah. Because, you know, with social media and everything, you, you know, if you're not doing any brand deals or traveling, then you're not doing anything. Yeah. So it's quiet. <laughs> it's very quiet. How about yeah. you? Kind of kind of the opposite, actually. Work's been pretty busy. Uh, church life's been busy. Wife, yeah. Uh, got our puppy. Um, but all, like, life's full of good stuff. Right. So it's been nice. Yeah. Always, always nice when life's full of good stuff. Yeah, especially when you can finally boil down to the things that matter and start doing the things that matter. You just feel like different we're already preaching. Yeah. <laughs> what you got, bro? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think we came in this room to have a good conversation mm-hmm. about uh, friendship and, and yeah. You know, so today's main topic we're going to be talking about is community and friendship. Um, And what that means to us really is, you know, surrounding yourself with other believers and surrounding yourself with people who are going to help you become a better person. And what we hope to accomplish today is really just to bring our perspective on what that looks like. And also, you know, talk a few sports. We're going to talk about um, LeBron breaking the the all-time NBA scoring record, Man. and uh, also the trade deadline. So this this episode will drop um, about a week after the trade deadline, so you guys will see it then. But we're going to talk about it and uh, touch on that a little bit. So should we talk sports first? Yeah, man. Let's get into it. Yeah. It's um, been a big day. It has, bro. How do you feel about uh, – so we're both Laker fans. We're both yeah. big LeBron fans. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Russ getting traded? Honestly, so I was watching the game. Um, yeah. that LeBron broke the record. Obviously, if you weren't watching that, you're not a basketball fan. <laughs> um, and, dude, I just felt like Russ, and one of my friends described it perfectly, Russ is still a great player. He was, like, one of my favorite players ever when he first blew up on the Thunder. Just so explosive, such a great athlete. Anyway, with that being said, I feel like he plays so good sometimes, mm-hmm. and then he'll throw it all away the next play. Yeah, Like, he'll make one really, really good play, and then the next play, he just th- literally throws the ball away. Like, yeah. he turns the ball over more than anybody I've ever seen. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And same thing, bro. Like, watching those highlights, him and KD back in the day, uh, takes you back. And I used to just, like, dream of the day him and LeBron get a chance to play. And then I see it, and I'm like... Never mind. Never like, mind. You be careful what you wish for. You yeah. Get it, and it might not be as sweet as you thought it would be. And I think the reason they don't mesh well together is because they're both kind of similar. Mm-hmm. They both are very, um, especially LeBron. LeBron's a lot more pass heavy than people think. Yeah. Um, but I think they both have the same or like similar play styles. And so they don't mix very well. Yeah. It's like a duplicate of efforts. You don't need the same thing. Yeah. Twice. And they're boys too, like they're good friends. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they'll remain friends after this. And that's gotta be tough being mm-hmm. in a business where one day you play together, you're close, and the next day you live in Utah. From LA to Utah. <laughs> I mean never been actually Utah's got some beautiful places. I yeah, I've say. never I've never been. Yeah. But I've heard that it's beautiful. All Star Brick is there actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah, and Post Malone is like the host. Oh, okay. That's, Timmy Sick. That's good then, yeah. 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 They said he might get bought out. So really end up somewhere else, yeah. He might end up with the Clippers. I okay. guess by the time this episode drops, we'll know. 
Yeah, we will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who else? Okay, so the Lakers got Russell, D'Angelo Russell. Kyrie got traded to the Mavs. Kyrie to the Mavs, and he played in his first game last night. Again, this is ahead uh, or delayed, so this happened a while ago. But, yeah, Kyrie played his first game for the Mavs last night and actually played really well. Yeah, he was hooping. When Luka comes back, they're going to be scary. They're going to be scary. But the West is tough. KD to the Suns? Yeah. I mean, you got LeBron and AD with the Lakers. <laughs> I know the Lakers are back behind, and I'm probably, like, thinking way too optimistic, but – the West is tough. You got Steph. I mean, I Steph. Really Steph's still out. Luke yeah. is out. Um, but to to that extent, yeah. When they come back, oh, it's scary. Yeah, the league's gonna be. It's the scary. Gonna, the league's in the best place it's been in a while. I'd say. I mean, I'm, I wasn't a fan of the super team era, and I think that even the Suns, like you, got a super team out there. Oh um, yeah. But teams like the the Celtics, they do. They drafted everybody. They built those guys up for years, and they've done a good job. So. It's gonna be good, and then mm-hmm. Super Bowl, obviously, like you know. Yeah, Super Bowl will be over by the time this this episode drops. But dude, do you have your your picks yet? No, <laughs> no, I don't, bro. I don't know what the score is gonna be. I really don't. No idea. No. What What did you say yours was? I think I think I said thirty four twenty seven or thirty four thirty one. I'm gonna say thirty five twenty seven Chiefs. Okay, eight point win. I like it. 35-27. Yeah. Or 35. Actually, scratch that. 35-28. 35-28. Yeah. I don't okay. think there's going to be many field goals. Really? Yeah. No, I feel that, yeah. Two good teams. They match up well. I'm excited. What are you doing for the Super Bowl? You got plans? Uh, I think I'm going to my financial advisors again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend's girlfriend's uncle. Yeah. <laughs> who's also my financial advisor. Uh, awesome. He's got a huge house. We always go over there for the big, big games and whatnot. It's a fun time. Nice, yeah. Dude, I'm bummed. I, uh... Wife and I are going on a, on a cruise this next week, and we booked it months ago. We were just excited. First cruise, first trip that we've taken since mm-hmm. we got married, and I booked the flights for 8.30 p.m. on Super Bowl oh, Sunday, bro. No. Yes. Yeah. So you I'm might gonna, miss the end of the game. Oh, I am going to miss the end of the game. So I'm going to get the flight Wi-Fi. I'm going to splurge. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Why is that such a flex? I don't know. Why is that? <laughs> hey, that is such a flex. If you can buy airplane Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. you're like... All right. Yeah, nine dollars. I'm, I'm, like, I'm stepping up in the world. Yeah, take my car. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. funny. Well, that's dope. That'll be fun. I have never been on a cruise. I'll never go on a cruise. What? No, dude. No, I don't like the water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't stand the water, actually. I know swim. how to swim. Oh. I love to swim, actually. Cap. I swim. <laughs> <laughs> you know how, hey, here's how you can tell I'm telling the truth. For my birthday, like four years in a row... We rented out a pool okay. for like four straight years. As a kid? Yes. No, no, as an adult. <laughs> yeah, as, no, last, like the last four years. 24, 23, 22, and 21. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, what else is going on in sports? I can't. Trade deadline obviously is huge. LeBron breaking the record, also huge. Um, Super Bowl, like we were talking about. Other than that, there's no other sports really going on right now. Yeah. Um, basketball. College basketball. KU. Um, In a huge conference battle right now in the Big 12. Big 12 is tight. Very. Yeah. We beat uh, TCU. Mm -hmm. We beat Texas. Um, I say we as in KU. Um, I'm a K-State fan. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just (laughs) moved to Kansas and everyone I was around was uh, a K-State fan. You just kind of become the people who you're around. This whole time I thought he was a KU fan. Wow. Nope. Now I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
what friends we are, right? We're talking about community friends. I don't like them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> just kill the podcast. Yeah, now. just in the podcast. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's tight. It's going to be tight. I feel like whoever comes out of the Big 12, like, on top. Will we'll probably, I think they're going to win yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's too tight out there. Some of those teams up on the top five, like, they're in small conferences or they're not playing the competition in the Big 12. So, we'll see. But, dude, March Madness is close. And that's yeah. that's an exciting time. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's crazy is a lot of the powerhouse schools in basketball, like the normal powerhouse schools, are not good this year. Duke is not good. Mm-hmm. North Carolina is not good. Kentucky. Kentucky is not good. Yeah. K- Purdue is good. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Applause to KU coming off a chip. Yeah. And still... And still playing team. well, yeah. I call them a top five in the country team. Mm-hmm. You know, they got some losses to good teams, but... But, yeah. but again, that's the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of them are All good. Them. I mean, even at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Iowa State beat up on somebody. No, Iowa, Iowa State, State beat KU. Yeah, beat up on KU, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. By like, I want to say it was like 18. Yeah, something like that. So... Yeah. <sighs> crazy. Well... I think that's enough on sports. Yeah. We talk enough about sports on our free time anyway. We could, so we could talk all day about sports. Yeah. So. Um, but community, dude, uh, we don't really have a, a segue to it, but we're just going to start talking about it. And so let me pull up my notes just so I can go on track with you. Zach, go ahead. You can start us off if you'd yeah. like. So um, this week, I reached out to, or one of my friends reached out to me from Wichita. I grew up in the Wichita area there for a while after I moved here from Seattle. And uh, good dude. I mean, we've been friends since sixth grade. Uh, we were always like, like you know that friend you have in, in school when you like a compete, like, oh, I'm the fastest kid in the school. Mm-hmm. And like basketball, football, whatever it was, we were always quite, like real tight. He was one of the grooms in my wedding next to you. Um, and we just competed for a long time. But anyway, he, he hit me up and was like, hey, man, I'm in town for a conference uh, in Kansas City. He's like, you want to grab some dinner? I'm like, yeah, for sure. And I just thought we were going to catch up a little bit. Haven't seen him since the wedding. But it turned into a really deep conversation about um, just like life in general. You know, we're both men of faith, uh, men chasing after God, mm-hmm. seeking God. We haven't we haven't exactly arrived yet. But, um, you know, he was one of those people who when I got to college, we were, him and I were roommates together actually through college. And uh, he was like, hey, man, uh, I met this guy at work who leads a Bible study. Do you want to come? And it's like start checking it out. I'm like, yeah, for sure. So he would wake me up at like 530. We'd go to this Bible study. Um, this guy taught us a lot. At that time in my life, it was like perfect because I was not on the right path. I was mm-hmm. not doing the things that I should have been right. doing. And it just kind of like pulled me in. So I then, you know, come to an intersection of my life where I've got like one group of friends and then another group of friends. One group of friends is doing one type of thing. Another group of friends is doing another type of thing. Right. And it made me notice that kind of said it earlier, actually, you start to become the people that you surround yourself Mm -hmm. with. Um, And, you know, to kind of segue from episode one, we talk about, I'm a believer, you know, now what? We really believe that your community is one of the most, if not the most important part of your relationship with Christ and like growing as a man, woman of Christ. Um, But yeah, so start hanging out with him more, start going to the Bible study, start noticing the fruits of the life of one group of friends versus the other. And I Thank God, he, God grabbed onto me and start pulling me in the right direction. Not perfect by any means. I even had a bunch of road, road uh, speed bumps since then. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, you just start to become who you surround yourself with. Yeah, so, yeah. for sure. And it's crazy. I had no idea, no idea Zach was going to tell me that story. Um, and I have here in my notes kind of part of like my testimony and what happened with uh, when I started to realize what you have to do in order to 
um, you know, become a firm believer in Christ and surrounding yourself with a good community. Um, in college, in football, we had FCA, which is Fellowship oh, yeah. of Christian Athletes. Yeah, bro. And so um, what happened was, and this is part of my testimony, but I posted a verse on my Instagram and a couple of guys from the football team who were the leaders in FCA, they were like, oh, we didn't know you were a believer. And I was like, uh, sure. And I was just like, yeah, dude, like, yeah, I believe in God. I haven't been to church in, you know, however long. And they're like, well, you should come to Bible study on Wednesday nights. And so I was like, I don't know about that. Yeah. And so I basically just blew him off. But my guy, D'Angelo, D'Angelo, if you ever hear this, props to you, bro, because he asked me every day for like yeah. three weeks, bro. You come to FCA? You come to FCA? And I was like, yeah, man, I'll be there. Never showed up. So then yeah. finally... My boy Reese told me, he was like, yo, just come. And like Reese was like one of those friends where you could trust. Like he's one of your friends where um, he's got your back. He's got my back. And he was somebody I looked up to. So if he told me like, yo, come to something. I'd be like, all right, I'm there. Yeah. So he told me to come. And I was like, all right. So I show up and uh, I'll never forget it, dude. The first like couple of weeks or so, I was just kind of like learning what it meant to be a, you know, a follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. And then we watched the video. It was called Evolution vs. God. Um, by Ray Comfort, if you know who that is. Yeah. And basically, he like debunks that evolution. Like, uh, what's that called? Macro evolution is proven. It's also blind faith, just as believing in God is. Mm. And so um, I watched that video, and I was like, how can somebody not believe in God? <laughs> yeah. And so if it wasn't for those guys continuing to harp on me, like, yo, come to FCA, come to FCA, come to FCA. I would have never had the opportunity to be like, all right, I believe like this is this is it right here. What do I need yeah. to do next? And then for the next like couple of years or so, it was a matter of, okay, I'm becoming a follower of Christ, but what's next? I'm still hungry. I, I need to keep going. Yeah. And then eventually, um, that was when I got baptized and whatnot. But if it wasn't for those guys who continue to get on me like, bro, come to FCA Man. and surrounding myself with other believers, I would have never had the opportunity to give my life to Christ. That's huge. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to anybody who's ever yeah. brought someone into an organization like that. That's mm -hmm. you got a special place in heaven, honestly, I, I feel. And, and it's crazy to see you start spending your time with different people. Right. And you start to dress like them, you know, like, you know, you, you look at your close friends, you notice, you know, we wear similar things. Mm -hmm. We have similar interests. We eat similar foods. We have similar hobbies. You start to just like symbiotically become the people that you surround yourself with. So, you know, when those type of guys reach out to you and bring you into their circle, which is a sacred thing to do, it's a tough thing to mess with the continuity that the group right. has. Yeah. Um, but they bring someone else in, and then, you know, that helps grow another believer. Yeah. Share the word, helps change generations and generations to come. Yeah. And it's, and it's really dope. I mean, um, I think, you know, this is episode two, but this is part one of the topic of community. So, right. what we're trying to do to structure all these discussions is, say like community part one, relationships part one, money part one. That way mm -hmm. you can go back and refer to the episodes. And, and then when we do part two, you guys yeah. can pair two and two together and say, okay, this is what I need to do in order to grow a community around me or yeah. grow my relationship and so on and so forth. Yeah, next steps type stuff for sure. Right. Yeah, I mean, some of the questions that I just came to my mind when I started following Christ were questions like, how do I know if I need new friends? Um, more on what it looks like to have a close friend. Like, what does that even look like? The benefits of having good friends. Why should I change my friend group if I feel good about the group That's that I good. have now? And a lot more. But like I said, today we're just starting with a super high level. Mm -hmm. Like, what does it mean to be in a circle? So, yeah. I guess, let me start. You, you mind if I ask the first yeah, question? Yeah, go for it. 
So what is your definition of a person, part of your inner circle, and how has that changed since your walk with Jesus? Mm. The definition of a person within my inner circle, right? Because yeah. you've got friends. In right, inner you've got friends and then you've got an inner circle. Um, <clears throat> what's crazy before I answer this too is I think your inner circle can be all sorts of different people. Um, yeah. When I say that, I mean I have my inner circle from my friends from church and I have my inner circle from friends in life just in, that I've met or that I've known for years. Zach would be somebody that I would say is a person in my circle, a friend in my circle. Somebody else I would say is a friend in my circle is one of my old teammates from college who I lived with when I moved to Kansas City. Okay. He's somebody that like I talk to every day and hang out with on the weekends. That's somebody else who's in my circle. Um, and then obviously like a couple other people. But what defines that, in my opinion, having a circle or somebody who can fit in a circle I would say is somebody who you can rely on, but it's also somebody you can um, have hold you accountable. Yeah. Um, when, I, when I say hold you accountable, for example, I'm thinking of somebody like Zach. I wouldn't, hold, I wouldn't have some of my other friends hold me accountable in certain situations because they don't have the same beliefs as me. Yeah, for sure. So I think, in my opinion, I think there's a circle and there's a micro circle. In my micro circle, Zach would be yeah. probably like one of the only people in there. Zach and probably Pastor Kyle. Yeah. My inner micro circle would consist of probably two people. And it's the two people that if I need something or I need someone to help me in a situation, I'm probably going to go to them too. I don't want to go outside of my micro circle so that I'm getting opinions from people who don't have the same beliefs as me yeah. or asking somebody who doesn't believe in God to pray for me. Yeah, for sure. Prayer is very, very powerful. And if your friends aren't praying for you, Ooh. if you're not praying for your friends, mm. I don't think you really have true friends in Christ. Yeah, that's super facts. That's, yeah. Stole that right off my nose. So I'll just scratch that. Did off. I really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. No, that's so, that's so good and so true. And honestly, like first I'm honored that you say that. Cause yeah. I think of uh, Jalen the exact same way. Dude, my, I, I said in the last episode, my circle, my micro circle, mm -hmm. I could fit in my pockets. So mm -hmm. like one and two. There's, yeah. You know, you luckily, lucky for me, I got my wife, Emily, um, and, you know, stepping in that, that, uh, adventure of marriage opens that door and like you, you allow that person in. And oh yeah. I would say Ashley too. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She counts obviously. Goes without I'm saying, thinking of, yeah. I was thinking of guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of guys. And then, uh, for me too, I would say my friend Kirill, mm -hmm. um, Caleb, who I was talking about a second ago, um, it took years to curate that list, and I went through a lot of friends. Yeah, and, I, and like if any of other my other friends are listening, like I don't want you know yeah. any disrespect, no shade, nothing like that. But these are guys who have reached out to me for help, and I've reached out to you for help and prayer, and I know that they're going to be there in my corner. Mm -hmm. um, my answer, I mean, from the Bible, Proverbs eighteen twenty four says, "One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother." Mm -hmm. So again, just a guy who uh, sticks closer than a brother. Um, my little brother Logan too. I mean, that's my guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, you you know, sometimes I, I used to feel like uh, even when I first moved to Kansas City and start going to the church that we go to, shout out to Kingdom City Church, um, I felt like I needed a thousand friends. I feel like I needed to be a part of this cool group of kids and do all this stuff. And then I realized after a little bit of time, like, no, this is not what I'm looking for. I had some people in our life who we were like, you know, you just kind of wake up and you're like, yeah, I think they're just growing. Yeah. That's just really what it comes yeah. down to. Um, 
but yeah, it, the list doesn't need to be long. You don't need 5,000 friends. You just need two or three. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus had like the 12 disciples, but he also had just like three guys that he really, really relied on, you know? Right. But, but yeah. um, and that whole micro circle thing, I literally just thought of that, but it yeah. made sense to me. Like, um, you know, you have a circle of friends where, in my opinion, a circle is probably no more than like five people. Yeah. But then you also have a smaller circle inside of that where it's like, okay, these are the people that I want to live life with. Because when you do life with certain people, you're going to get caught up in some of the stuff that goes on in their life too. Yeah. You're thinking of, when you're thinking of a good friend, a, you know, somebody you can rely on, you got to realize they're going to go through stuff in life. You're going to go through stuff in life. When you go through those things, who's in your foxhole? Who's, yeah. Who's like really there with you? Mm -hmm. Um, a verse that I had written down or had marked was, um, second Corinthians six 14. It says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteous be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? Mm. And so, when I think of that verse, I think of, you know, the same people that are in my circle, not my micro circle, but my, my friend circle mm-hmm. that I'm still doing life with. Are they believers? Are they, do they have the same morals as me? Are they thinking the same way I do when I go to make a decision? Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, are they praying for me? Cause if they're not, I can't continue to put myself in reliable situations with these people when it comes to doing life. Yeah, for sure. And that doesn't mean that I don't love them as much because I do. Um, if any of my friends happen to listen to this, I yeah. still love you guys to death. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to growing, I think friendship and community is a lot of growing. Yeah. And when it comes to growing, if I can't look at you and say, I want to be like you, I probably shouldn't model my allow life yeah. or allow you in my life, deep into my life. Um, if I can't look at you and say, you're somebody I want to be like. So, so then I guess my next question, not to like keep mm-hmm. loading you up with questions. No, you're good. So what is the difference between a micro circle and an inner circle and just your friends? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause you got your friends who, <clears throat> and maybe I'll start by answering, but yeah. like you've got your friends who you are friendly with. You maybe have some hobbies, see them at church even, yeah. uh, whatever it is. You have something in common that is probably fleeting. Second is your inner circle, and those are people who you spend a lot of time with, you see regularly, you probably confide in and share things with, you're a little bit deeper. And then your micro circle, I would say, is people that you allow to affect your life. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a good amount of people in my, in my if we're, I don't know, I do really like that definition, yeah, actually. But like a micro circle, yeah. Yeah, because I definitely don't want to leave out some people, right, some guys yeah. I really deeply care about, but, yeah. um, and girls who I deeply care about, but uh just being very discerning and saying like like you said if they don't have the fruits in their life Mm -hmm. i can't i can't allow them to affect the decisions that i make yeah um i can't allow them to influence me too much because they're not headed on the path that i want to be on you know what i'm saying and i think that's exactly what i kind of mean when i say like a micro circle in a circle because there's some friends for example like like i said like i said earlier like zach and my pastor those are two people who are in my micro circle that i can go to for anything. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that I don't have other friends who are like basically in that micro circle, but I just don't let them affect my life as much as I would Zach or my pastor. Yeah. Almost like an irrefutable. Yeah. Yes. This guy is looking out for me. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's what, that's what I would say. Yeah. I think that's really good. I mean, so if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, you know, maybe they started a little, a little too deep. I mean, 
I guess mm-hmm. the next thought is like, okay, I've raised my hand at church. I've decided to give my life over to Christ. I want to find some good people. What should I look for? Mm. Characteristic wise, what mm. should I look for in a group of friends? That's good. You want to start it? Or you want me to? I'll start it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably just read straight from my notes because I go for I it. Put some time into this. I yeah. Just like praying yeah. on it, and you know, like like I said, we come humbly and we we try to bring the word of God and not just sit in this chair and just like start talking. You know, we we really care about uh, the lives of the people that are listening to this. But um, I just said the key to know here is that when you choose to follow Jesus, that you have to put your old ways of life in the past, things that don't bring glory to the kingdom of God. You have to put in the past. Sometimes that involves people, which is really difficult. We see there is darkness and there's light in the world, so you've got to seek the light, put the darkness away. As believers, we're completely different from non-believers. Just look at the book of Proverbs. It's full of wisdom. So again, my best advice for what should I look for in a group of friends is open up the Bible. Even just Google you know, scripture about friends, and you'll find a lot of wisdom there. But open the book of Proverbs, and the book of Proverbs is chock full of wisdom, and you're just going to find line after line of what you should look for and the type of people to surround yourself with and who you allow into your life. The Bible isn't just some hodgepodge thing thrown together. There's a lot of intentionality behind it. And it's not a rule book. It's just like, hey, do you want to live the best life possible? If so, mm-hmm. then here you go. You know, right, right. God bless us with that. So yeah, I mean, that's what I would say looking for in a group of friends is people that match up with some scripture. Um, and then also people that I have things in common with, like, you know, having a belief in Jesus is the most important thing, obviously. Right. But you, you know, you and I can talk about a thousand different things. It's not sports, just one. relationships. I mean, all yeah. sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Business. I mean, all anything. Mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. just talk all day. Yeah. 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 I think that's good. Um, a verse that I had written down, actually, that kind of answers your question as to like characteristics you, sh- you should look for mm-hmm. kind of relates to the question that I answered in the first episode, which was, what does it look like to be a follower of Christ? Yeah. Which is again, a heavy question. And I said, sacrifice this verse kind of, not kind of, it actually exactly describes what characteristics you should look for in a friend and a follower of Christ. And it's John 15, 13 says, there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Yeah. Uh-huh. What did Jesus do? Yeah. Laid down his life for not only friends, but for people that hated him. Yeah. I was just watching um, the Passion of Christ the other day, and it's my first <laughs> time seeing it. Boy, and Christ. man, I tell you what, that movie... Um, and I was, this is like a different conversation for a different time, but I was asking Zach, I was like, man, how accurate do you think it really was? Mm. And, you know, did people really hate Jesus that much? Like, that's crazy to think about. And Jesus still, still laid his life on the line for all the people that yeah. were beating him, literally beating him to death, y'all. Like, mm. I think sometimes we take too light of Jesus's life, yeah. especially people who don't know Jesus, but they beat him to death. Yeah. Until he Bullied said him. it is finished on the cross. Yeah. And again, to circle back to the whole friend thing, um, somebody who's willing to give their life for yours. Like there's a good amount of people in this, not a good amount. There's a small amount of people in this world. I would say I would give my life for. Yeah. And ultimately that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I should be able to say I should give my life to anyone. Yeah. Or for anyone. Yeah. That's a, uh, and that's like a double-edged sword. It is, yeah. You know, finding a good amount of... Yeah. Uh, hold on. I'm, yeah. <laughs> hold on. I'm thinking now. Um, that's, a, that's a double-edged sword, man, because it's, we're, you know, we're talking about finding good characteristics in a friend, somebody you would lay your life down for. Mm-hmm. But does that mean that you don't lay your life down for somebody else? Ah. See, that's the difference. That, that 
I don't want us to get too caught up on that because I think what we should be using this moment for is highlighting Jesus's life, right? And yeah. showing like how hard it that is mm-hmm. to just even fathom. We'll never be faced yeah. with that decision. No, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, dude, no, yeah, <laughs> like, like be <laughs> that's true. heavy, bro. It's hard, yeah. yeah. And and we can't sit here and say yes, I would give my life to just anybody. Yeah, because that's we, hard. You, yeah. you have a lot to lose. You got a mm-hmm. lot on the line, and you know. Uh, Jesus' plan for his life was was very, very, very significant. Um, yeah, that's a deeper conversation. It is. Yeah. It is. And I didn't really think about that until just now because, you know, we're talking about characteristics and a good friend. Mm-hmm. That would be somebody that I would be like, you know what, I'm going to lay my, lay my life down for that person. You yeah. know, if Zach, if Zach was being held at gunpoint and I had to jump in to intervene, I'd be like, oh, yeah. oh I'm in there, 100%. In there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in that, same, in that same breath, though, you know, and again, this is a deeper conversation, but like for another time, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's something we touch on at some point because yeah. that's no, I think that's so good. I feel like um, highlighting the sacrifice Jesus had is is so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to empathize with that, I just like I literally like my body, my brain can't pull that apart right now. Um, but I do know the feeling of okay, there's a handful of people in my life who I would absolutely right. give my life for, mm-hmm. and you might be listening to this and being like. I don't have anybody like that in my life. Or, yeah. you know, you might be negotiating with, ne- negotiating with yourself. I think this person might give their life for me. I might give my life for this person. Mm-hmm. And that's a difficult thing to find. It takes time. I mean, I've been walking with Christ for, since I was like 12 years old, I think is when I gave my life to Christ. It's been a slow journey, just like continuing progressing forward. And so far from that journey, I've collected maybe four people who I would like yeah. allow deeply into my life. Um, but yeah, I, when you choose your friend circle too, another thing I'll say is you got to have high standards. You know what I mean? So good. Sometimes we so look good. for somebody that fits some of the criteria and we're okay with that. And you're settling. Yeah. Don't settle yeah. Look for somebody who, you know, and, uh, and be willing to grow with people too, because some people take time. Like Caleb and I have been friends for, since we were in sixth grade, seventh grade, however long it's been we've grown together and watched each other grow side by side, but we never once decided like, Oh, I'm ahead of this guy. I'm just going to ditch him. There is a point where you have to like sit and grow with people. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. But raise your standards with the people you surround yourself with, man. There's good people out there. Find a church, find a community, uh, seek God and, and pray, pray. Yeah. That he will bring those people in your life. And when he does notice it and take heed of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, uh... That's a, uh, that's a good point, too, because when you said that, I was really thinking, you know, there's some people out there who probably don't have other people that they're like, you know, I can rely on this person. Yeah. I, could, I could count on this person to give their life for me. Mm-hmm. There's, like, the more I think about it, there's some people who don't have family members that they could even think yeah. of like that. And so, um, again, like you said, I, I think it's just really important to get surrounded by people that... Um, you feel those characteristics. You feel that love. You feel that grace from the other per- or from the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Um, but also, um, like you said, holding yourself accountable, holding yourself to a higher standard. Standard that reminds me of the verse that we both had written down, which is Proverbs seventeen seventeen. Twenty seven seventeen or twenty seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah twenty seven yeah. seventeen. Go ahead, you got it. Oh yeah, it just says iron sharpens iron, and one man yeah. sharpens another. Mm-hmm. You know. They're dull. Mm-hmm. They can't sharpen you, and you we, can't sharpen them. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're gonna you're gonna dull yourself out. You're gonna burn out trying to 
do things that you're not capable of. It's, yeah, it's something to, to heed and just like take note of. And it got me thinking kind of deep about that verse I, I wrote. It's funny, we probably should have compared notes before we started, but yeah, <laughs> we didn't. But we, we actually just walked in with the same scripture, which is really cool. Uh, and, you know, I was thinking about that iron sharpens iron, and I took this note that just says, when you see actual iron sharpen actual iron, there are sparks, there's friction, there's some aggression, but it's aggression that forms the other iron into a sharp piece that can cut through all the junk that Satan is trying to sell us. So when a friend corrects you, just know that it takes time and, or no, no, sorry. So when a friend corrects you, <clears throat> just know that this is what it takes to continue to grow into God, into the person God has called you to be. Mm. So I know I kind of fumbled over my words there a little bit, but no, you're good. you know, that kind of segues us into the thought of like correction. I know we're kind of jumping all over the place here, but no, you're good. I think, I think to reiterate or to emphasize that verse, <clears throat> I had an example Oh, yeah. Um, that I think is really good. And now that you kind of gave that summary again, I thought about it even more. Mm -hmm. um, so in college, during football, we used to use that verse. Not that verse, but because people people hear that, you know, iron sharpens iron, and they don't realize that they came from the Bible. Yeah, and so <laughs> and so we would say that in college during practice, and, you know, we'd be like, iron sharpens iron, iron, sharpens iron. And our coaches would say it to us all the time. And so what that meant, though, was <clears throat> ones against ones, meaning starter against starter, mm. your best player against your other best player. So if I'm a receiver, I'm going against the best corner every single time. If I'm an offensive tackle, I'm going against the best DN every time, just so I can perfect my craft. Mm. Iron sharpens iron. So really what you were just saying is, and it, it, may, it makes so much sense because in football specifically, there's a lot of aggression. There's yeah. a lot of smothering each other, each other. It's just a very collision type of sport. And the more that happens, the more you're having those collisions, the more you're practicing against the person that is supposed to make you better. Just the same way it happens in life, you start to see that you're getting better as a person. You're getting better as an athlete. You're getting better as a husband. You're getting better as a wife. You're getting no matter what situation you're put in, if you're surrounding yourself with people who are going to make you become a better person, yeah. you're going to see that same result in yourself and you're going to become a better person. If you really think about it, yeah. it's, it's actually, it's like a deep verse, but it's, it's not. Yeah. It's very simple. Like if I surround myself with people who are good people, I'll become a better person. Yeah, sure. But on the deeper surface, it's, it's pretty... Yeah, there's a lot it, of soil it, in that. Yeah, there's a lot of soil in it. Yeah. We could talk about that one for an hour mm -hmm. on itself. But mm -hmm. yeah, that's a perfect example. You want to go higher, so you need to surround yourself with people that help push you higher. Or you just stay where you're at. Yeah. And if you're okay with where you're at, you've grown content and you're you don't wanna, you know, seek God anymore or whatever it is, then then you know, maybe it's time for you to look up and start seeing the people you surround yourself with and not pointing blame at them, but just understanding like there's a time and a place for everything. I mean, Paul talks about it, I think, in the book of Ecclesiastes, in the book of Ephesians. Mm -hmm. um, there's a time for this and a time for that. You know, I think that's kind of the same with people. Some people just season in and out of your life, and God sends them for a part, and you should, you know, take care of them and love them and care for them just the way, same way that He would. But you also have to understand. I'm on a mission to go higher. I'm trying to seek after God. And if 
this person is not guiding me that way, then I cannot let them influence my decisions. I That's cannot, so good. I cannot let them influence the type of man I'm becoming. You That's know? so good. That reminds me of the other verse. So I did have, I had Proverbs 17, 17 oh, also, okay, okay, okay. which is um, a friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need. Yeah. And just how you're talking about friends come and go at times and certain friends may come into your life at a certain time. Mm-hmm. I think that's all God. Yeah. That's all God telling you that, hey, look at look at who I'm putting in your life right now. Yeah. And truly surround yourself with people who are going to be loyal to you because I'm telling you right now you need these people in your yeah. life. Yeah. And some people come in for a short period of time. We've had friends that mm-hmm. came into our life and helped us go a little bit higher and you know, maybe they're off, you know, on their journey and it's not like I'm a better than you type thing. But yeah. They just come in for a season and then they leave and you know, you've been that person too. But God sends people into your life to help you go one way and Satan sending people in your life to go another way. Mm-hmm. So you got to understand what is it that I'm looking for? This has got to be a person, you know, we talked about it last year or last, last episode. One thing that I think we missed on was just the concept of love, a person, yeah. person that knows love, mm-hmm. um, that type of love that Jesus had for us, that unconditional love. That's got to be another type of, or another characteristic of a, characteristic of a person that you allow into your life. Yeah. If they don't love you, then, and they're not praying for you, then I'm not saying they're no good for you, but raise your standards, find some people. So good. You know, so good. So where can I go to find people that fit this bill? Church, baby. Yes. Church, (laughs) baby. Um, obviously church is a big part of it. Uh, man, I didn't truthfully. And I think this is a, this is kind of out there, but I know social media is huge. Um, social media is a mm-hmm. place where a lot of a lot of people spend a lot of time. I would say this too. For example, if you go to like my like my Instagram page, what does it say in my bio? Follower of Christ. I think if somebody is a true believer, a true follower, they're gonna put that on display. Mm-hmm. And so, where else can you find those people? If you're on social media and you see somebody who is preaching about Jesus and preaching about the word, find a way to intertwine your relationship with them. Whether you need to reach out to them, if they're in your community, um, I would say reach out to them for sure. If they're not, maybe you're just a long distance friend that you can rely on somebody to talk to about God. Because there's a lot of people out there who maybe they don't like being, you know, super close with somebody that they're not familiar with. But that's the point of social media. Reach out to people who have the same interests as you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that. And I, and that was the main reason I say that though, is because church is an obvious, you know, that's an obvious answer because I mean, in order to follow Christ, you need to be in church. And, um, I think that's a obvious, you know, answer of where we should find, you know, friends. But like outside of that, bro, I think, Really, social media, if you have people who are putting on display that they're followers of Christ, mm-hmm. reach out. Yeah. that's Like, we need to come together as not only just friends, but, like, as a community. Yeah, for sure. So. I think now that's got me thinking, too, because church is the, the easy answer. My mm-hmm. answer would be church or through prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, you seek God, he's gonna fi- you're going to find him. That's he's good. Send people your way. Social media is a great opportunity, obviously. You always, like, no, and no matter where you're at church you meet somebody in life, whatever it is, always be discerning who you allow into your circle. But I will say that also in our life, one thing we talked about it last week too, you start to find out, Oh, all these sports commentators, these athletes, all these people that are famous are Christians. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows because maybe they don't have it in their bio. Maybe they, they don't, they don't put it on display. display. Yeah. Telling anybody, no one's sharing the word. No one's saying, no one's giving God the glory to say like, you know, I don't want to be on a high horse or anything, but I sold a pair of Jordans 
the other day to this kid mm-hmm. and I pulled up in my car and he's like, oh man, this is a really nice car. Like, how'd you get it? And my first thought was like, oh, I worked hard. I was like, I worked hard. And then I was like, no, 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 this is, probably sounds corny and I'm kind of a corny guy, so I don't really care. But <laughs> I was like, well, you know, God has taken care of me. I'm not saying that he gave me this car, but God has taken care of me. So good. He kept me under his wing. This car is just like one small thing, but everything under my life is covered in God's hands. And I'm just grateful for that. And then he opens up and he's like, yeah, man, I lost my mom two years ago. Things have been really tough. But I just feel like there's something out there God's pulling on my heart. And ever since that moment, I just feel like I'm becoming a better man and all this other kind of stuff. So I got his phone number, added him on Facebook, his friends. Who knows if it turns into anything. But that moment alone makes you know, okay, this person is a believer. Mm -hmm. This is the type of person I can reach out to. So all this to say, it's kind of a ramble. Uh, Don't go hammer in the nail telling everyone in the world I'm a Christian, especially yeah, if you're right, still right. trying to figure out what that means. But don't be scared to talk about Jesus because then you're going to find other believers. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, oh, I'm a believer too. And you might be early on your path with Christ, and so are they. So now you have a brother or a sister in Christ just because you said something. Yeah. Pray for it. Talk about Jesus. Watch the people flock to you, um, especially if you've been hurt by church before. Uh, that happens to some people, but you know, maybe you go to a restaurant and you have a bad burger. You probably That's probably not the last time you're ever going to eat a burger. So you find a bad church, try another one. Go mm-hmm. find a good church. That's know? so good. But, so good. I love that. <laughs> yeah. You had a burger. It was a bad burger. Yeah. You're not going to never eat a burger again. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that analogy. That's good. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I was going to say something off of that. Oh, uh, yeah, bro. I think putting it on display is huge. Yeah. It's I think that's a part of what God has called us to do. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be your voice. Look at the shirt you're wearing. Yeah. You know how many people I've talked to about Jesus at my church or at my gym because I wear a shirt that I'll wear one of these days, but it says swag, saved with amazing grace. And mm-hmm. it's got a Bible verse on the back. People are like, I love that shirt. And yeah. we start talking about Jesus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it gets people more comfortable because now you're in public. You're not in church, but you're talking about Jesus. So it's like, oh, this is normal. This is okay. I feel good about this. Yeah. Because sometimes, bro, those church doors shut and you're like, well, I know all those people and they're Christians, but how do I speak about it in the world? Mm-hmm. Put something on your shirt, man. Like. And then, Simple things to help start a conversation. Yeah, and be careful when you do that. Like, don't go to the bar and start. Yeah, wild. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus on your back. <laughs> but yeah, that reminds me too of uh, you. You talking about your car um, again, putting it on display. But I have a lot of people all the time. They always think it's funny. Like, bro, help me get famous on social media, bro. I'm trying <laughs> to be TikTok <laughs> famous, and I'm always like, man. And I feel like the first time, the first thing I say every time I answer is, I'm blessed. Yeah, like, God has blessed me. Because people don't understand, like, a lot of people who don't know me deep down don't know my full story of, like, me trying to play in the NFL and being depressed for a year because I couldn't play football anymore. Like, there's more to my story than just, you know, some TikTok famous guy. And people don't, when you don't know the full story, you don't know that I was on my knees begging God for an opportunity. And I was on my knees begging God to bless me in a way that I couldn't imagine. And he did. And so when I get people who say, you know, Oh, bro, how'd you get to where you are? You know, it looks like your life's great. You know, you're living, you're living life. And I'm like, bro, God, period. Like, I'm blessed beyond measures, bro. And I think it's so important to use your testimony. It's, uh, there's a, there's a, a saying on it, um, about our testimony, but anyway, use your testimony. Like strongest weapon. It's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your testimony is your strongest weapon. And when you use it, use it as a way to put on display that I'm not ashamed of being a follower of Christ and I don't want you to be either. Yeah. I want you to obtain a relationship with me, get a relationship with me so we can grow together as a community. Mm-hmm. 
and all, it's funny that you say that story uh, about like people hitting you up because mm-hmm. there was a guy that you, I forgot about this guy actually, but a guy that used to go to our church. Um, we hung out with him every once in a while, but who are you about to say? Oh, okay, okay. We were sitting at church one day, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm like getting into all this stuff. Like, basically, how can I also become famous?" And I didn't know Jalen that well. At this yeah, time. Like, we we really weren't friends the first couple months. Um, two dudes, just you know, whatever, alpha males, being whatever. dudes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I and I heard what he said. He gave he immediately gave the glory to God. We weren't even I, we weren't even at church. We were at Chicken Pickle. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Where, you know. Um, so maybe whatever, whatever. But anyway, he says that, and I was just like, okay, you know, maybe I can come around on this guy a little bit. So like, soften me up. So I I can say that is actually a true story. Yeah. Um, and then also, yeah, like using whatever it is that you have maybe gotten in the world from the world, like the world says this is cool, get a PlayStation, whatever, and I'll mm-hmm. claim it. Still using that as a conduit to somehow reach people uh, through Christ. It's very abstract and it's yeah. a very weird thing, but like Big Brothers Big Sisters program, my little brother, we play video games sometimes and I like share the word with him. Like we talk about things. So good. You know what I'm saying? And it's being, being intentional, like you care about someone so you want them to, to know the word and we're not shoving it down their throat, mm-hmm. but you're putting on display and also i think that's a big thing about this podcast too is a lot of people have questions maybe about how Jalen got to where he's at or whatever the case may be or want to get to know more about him or whatever or you're just seeking christ and this is where you've landed we're grateful that you're here um hopefully you're enjoying this but this is also an opportunity for us to like put on display what god has done and mm-hmm. you know uh and i like to earlier of it. before we even started we we're sitting here talking and Zach was like, yeah, man, if we post this podcast and, you know, it doesn't get any views or whatever, he was like, <laughs> yeah. even though that's not going to happen, um, it's still a space where we can allow God to come in. Where two or more are gathered, yeah. And grow our relationship with God and grow our friendship, just as we're talking about growing our community and being able to rely on each other and count on the fact that we've got love for one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just think that's so important. And again, that doesn't mean that you guys have to be like, oh, I'm starting a podcast. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think that would be great too. You know, everybody should tell their story and um, yeah. be discipleships of Jesus. But at the end of the day, man, where you're able to sit down with somebody that you care about and love, <clears throat> all that can happen out of it is good. Yeah. And iron sharpens iron. So, you know, be prepared that maybe there's a day we sit in these chairs and we don't see eye to eye or something. And we, yeah. We, so we, that, we do that sometimes. Yeah. You know? This is our conversation that we have just regular we just put mics in front of our face mm-hmm. sometimes we look into the what is it called the third the third third eye third eye yeah like deadpool does and like oh yeah 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 and like talks to the people um but yeah that's kind of like what we're doing right now we just right. put mics in front of us but uh but yeah so i guess the next question is why does it matter who i hang out with i know oh. we've kind of touched on it but yeah why does it matter i feel like we've touched on it a bunch already um really just to um, emphasize kind of what we've said already is, and we said this in the first episode, I think yeah. too. Um, but you become what well, there's actually a quote on it. Like you become like the five people you surround yeah. yourself with or something like that. Yeah. And <clears throat> when you look at it from a lens of a believer and a follower of Christ, you think, okay, say I do become like the five people I'm around and I'm surrounding myself around, um, other believers. Great. But what are their actual What's their drive? What's yeah. like? What's their actual initiative? Are they believers because they want God to do good in their life, which you should expect? But are they doing it just because that's all they want, or are they truly seeking the kingdom? Um, I think 
there was another there was another thing I wanted to say about it. You can go ahead. I, I'll think yeah. about it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Another person that like for me came in and I would say is part of my deep inner circle is Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Gittemeyer. He was one of the pastors of our church for a while. Him and his wife moved to Tennessee. Got a call with him tomorrow, but he's someone who has like iron sharpened iron. Right. I was a lot more dull and he was strong enough to like sharpen me up. Uh, but but allowing people like that into my life changed everything. Um, it's funny. I was so him and I. Paul led prison ministry. He kicked off our prison ministry at our church and basically like handed me the reins. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, can you take care of this now? And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, and one joke I made was like, <laughs> the, the first time we were about to go to the prison, I was like, he's like, you ready? And I was like, yeah, bro, I've been watching 60 Days in all week. <laughs> 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 and it was pretty funny, but I was watching 60 Days in again yesterday, and I see these people like, you know, they go in and they they want to do good. They want to help out the prison and find out how the drugs are getting in and help the people get, provide hope and all that other kind of stuff. But it's crazy. You see the, the looks and the inspection, the, the looks and the expressions and their body language when they go into the prison versus a month in they're defeated, they're deflated. They look down, like, mm. you know, because their environment has drugged them down to such a deep, deep negative level. I was watching an episode the other day and this lady, uh, has a wife and her wife comes to visit her like a month into the her stay in prison and she sees her wife and like when you see her walk into the room she just like doom and gloom shoulders hunched over stuff like that she sees her wife her her wife her face lightens up you can literally see the blood rush to her face and the joy restore in her life and it just goes to show you that do the people that you are like physically around whether it's work school whatever your sports team whatever it is they have such a huge impact on your life so be very discerning on who you surround yourself with. I know we keep kind of beating that dead horse, but physically, like it's. I mean, it's it's true though. Yeah, the people yeah. that you are in proximity with have a huge effect on you. So mm-hmm. just just take heed of that and be very discerning and have high standards for who you just like physically sit in the same room with too. You know. Yeah, and I think another part of that too is don't think that you can stay around the same circle and influence others. Mm-hmm. Don't think that you're going to be so much stronger than everyone else that like their beliefs and their characteristics aren't going to rub off on you. Like, because now we're talking about, now you're getting into the fact that your ego is way higher than it should be. Yeah. Cause now if you're surrounding yourself by around other people who aren't believers and you're like, Oh, they're not going to influence me. My, my, my characteristics and my, um, relationship with God is it's, it's too strong to be, um, around people who are non-believers. I'm, I'm good. Now you're talking about your ego and that's a completely different, story for a completely different time. Yeah. But I mean, what is it? First Corinthians 15. Don't be misled. Mm-hmm. Bad company ruins good character or something like that. I'll pull it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the apostle Paul was speaking nothing but facts. Yeah. You know, you find it. Yep. First Corinthians, uh, 15, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Yeah. Um, I think there's another part to it though, too. So yeah, humility and recognizing like, man, the people that I surround myself with do have an effect on me. I look back at, dude, I got a new phone the other day. Mm-hmm. I looked back at old photos of who I was hanging out with and the things I was doing. And I was like, whoa, I was doing things that these people are into. And and also you, you do play a role. That's another big thing is you do play a role in the circle that you surround yourself with. So you have to bring that light every day and don't get sucked into yeah. the, the average. You can be a conduit for bringing people up higher. Or you can just be a person who just levels a playing field and, you know, does what everyone else is doing. A sheep. Right. Yeah. And I I think that's, I think that's very important. Um, 
Man, I keep losing my train of thought. I had something else I was going to say it about that, that too. Outside. It's the snow. <laughs> yeah. It snowed a lot here. Well, um, in the middle of the, or not in the middle of the night this morning, we had like, I don't know, a couple of feet of snow on the ground. Sweet <laughs> shock. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, all that to say, um, you know, surround yourself with people who have the same characteristics, the same morals, the same values, the same beliefs, the same goal, which is to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Um, those people are very important in your life. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, right here, Romans 12, 2, I actually typed this one up. It just says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed mm, by the renewing of your mind. It's one of my favorite that verses. That you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God, or that mm-hmm. you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So notice in this part of 1 Corinthians, the church, so a little bit of background, the church in Corinth has become the environment that they that they are part of. So I have right here, they develop false ideas about the resurrection. That's specifically what they're talking about here. Um, the Corinthian church thought uh, the same way that the pagans thought, the same way that the non-believing, Je- thought, the non-believing Jews thought about um, the resurrection, and it warped their minds. They associ- or Their association led them astray. So that makes me think, how much of our life is off track simply because the company we keep we know the truth as believers, and it's time to raise our standards on what we allow in. You know, what is that saying? Garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You let you let these people speak in. I know we're beating a dead horse here, but yeah, it's just so important. Yeah, kind of to to emphasize on that. Um, we were talking about this is in our Bible reading plan at church. Um, we were talking about a little bit earlier the Pharisees, uh, Matthew 23, 27. Actually, I'll start at 26. It says, "You blind Pharisee." First, clean the inside of the cup and the plate, that the outside also may be clean. Mm-hmm. 27 says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important because those character, those are the characteristics you should be avoiding people who or avoiding from people that don't have those character or that do have those characteristics and be searching for the people who are clean on the inside and out. Yeah, definitely. And man, that's tough because sometimes you feel like, you know, a person and then you Mm -hmm. start to hang out with them. You're like, Oh, this person is a good man, a good woman. And you get around them and you're like, Oh, maybe not. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's not the case. And that's important too. Mm -hmm. It's like trial and error, figure out who is truly after God. And it's not someone that knows their Bible back and forth. It's not someone that doesn't have to be someone that, can quote every piece of scripture, whatever it is. Right. But again, raise your standards. This is somebody who's praying for you, who's a prayer warrior, who's going to church, who cares about people around them, who just embodies the character of Christ. Um, you know, look at, you know, uh, I talked about last week too, Exodus 34, mm-hmm. character of God, someone that embodies the character of God too. That's kind of your benchmark for, for what you should look for. So I guess, I don't know if I've asked this question already, but what would be the benefits of finding like good Ooh. people in your life? That's good. I guess, like, since you since you have decided to become a, a follower yeah. of Jesus, what are some of the benefits? Um, I feel like overall, you just become a more, like, I feel like you become a, become a more loving person. Yeah. Like, ultimately, that same love that you share in that friendship is a love that you start to just feel and give to other people. Um, it's almost like... It's almost like the Holy Spirit is working within you and that community that you've started or that friendship that you've started. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, hey, I'm going to go to work in your soul, in your heart, in your spirit and allow my will to be done so that you can have that same grace and love for others just as I have for you. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of how I feel when I surround myself with like you or like people in church. Yeah. Um, Especially like around 
like my really close friends, like you and Pastor Kyle, mm-hmm. like when I sit down and I like like talk with you guys, I'm like, man, encouraged. Like it's 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 very encouraging. It's very it gives you a lot of confidence in the fact that God's will will be done on your life, mm-hmm. and um, you can do it in a loving and graceful way. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, for me, I mean, there's a lot. I got a, a little couple of things here, but mm-hmm. I just have like first things first is you just go higher, dude. The things that you used to get worried about. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Because the people that you're around, they they are way past that. They're not getting caught up in the trivialities of this world, all the drama, all the nonsense, all the late nights, all the whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Like the amount of peace and joy, the fruits of the spirit, that's what it is. You reap the fruits of the spirit when you find these people. And it can be a journey. Don't be be discouraged if it takes some time. Like I said, it took us years to... (laughs) Get three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but when you find them, man, don't take them for granted. Respect them, love them, uh, try to see eye to eye, open up your heart and all that kind of stuff. But like I said, the stuff that used to bother you, mm. man, you just, you start to reap the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, long suffering, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And you're like, man, I feel like a different person. Joy, we talked about last week, you cannot touch my joy anymore. I'm good. At I got all. good people. I got good God. Like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know? That's a that's a really good point. Really, really good point. Going higher for sure. Yeah. Going higher. Corrected when yeah. You, when you get corrected, when you go on the wrong path, because, you, dude, if you, oh, Pastor Kyle said something so good. He said, if your friends aren't correcting you, they're not friends, they're fans. Mm. Like, I, that's Pastor Kyle, and that's, he said that, and I was like, man, I don't need no fans in my life. No. Like, it's easy to, to say, yeah. Go and buy that car. Go yeah, and date yeah. that girl. Go and sleep around. Go and yeah, like or I, hey, I I really want to do this thing. I really want to buy a new house. And you're like, hey man, is that really the best decision? Like financially, you got other things going on in your life. Uh, someone that's like looking out for you because then they save you for months of turmoil. Whereas mm. a fan is just like, yeah, dude, it'll be so lit. Da, 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 da. And then you're bummed, and you're like, man, I'm that's really, so good. Really upset that he didn't help correct me. And then, dude, even worse. That's another thing, bro. Is like. Someone does correct you, and then you tell somebody that someone corrected you, and they're like, oh, yeah, I thought about saying that, but I didn't. That's a fan. That's not a friend. That's not someone that cares about you, man. Yeah, you got to raise yeah. your standards. At some point, at some point, you got to raise your standards. And I don't mean to get, like, animated. No, that's so good. It, but I can, uh, That's a clip. Yeah. I'm about to clip that. That was good. <laughs> Snippet. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, man, and uh, just the years of heartache that you avoid and the – years of joy that are ahead of you. I turned to Jalen. I turned to a couple of my grooms, and not all of them. No shots at anybody, but I turned to a couple of my grooms, my dad, Jalen, Pastor Kyle, people like that, and was like, I'm thinking about Mary and Emily. Mm-hmm. A couple of the guys, I know I w- if I would have asked, they would have been like, oh, you know, you might second guess that, da, da, da. And I would have, Lord knows what happened. Mm-hmm. But a couple of men that were like, dude, yes, she's a good woman. We're praying for you. We love you. I asked Jalen to be a groomsman. He immediately was like, yeah, and I'm praying for you, bro. Yeah. And I was like, that's a brother. That's love. That's what I need in my life. Anything below that, you cannot affect my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's yeah, good. You reap the fruits of the spirit, and you just like smile, and you're like, I'm good. You know, you start caring about other people more. A lot of stuff. Yeah. So good. So good. Going to higher places. Love true genuine love when you have a good friendship you you will feel it you'll know oh you'll know yeah having yeah. someone to turn to when you're on the top of the mountain or on the bottom of the valley mm-hmm. not being alone dude satan wants you to be alone he wants to get you alone isolation that's when life is rough i've been mm-hmm. depressed i had a long-standing relationship i was in 
before I met my wife and I fell in depression for like a long time, bro. Like I was hurt, I'm not gonna lie. And I had a couple of friends who came in and at that time in my life were perfect, like mm. just what I needed to help me go higher. Um, and I'm just eternally grateful for those people, you know. Whereas if you don't have someone in your life, man, you go through those tough days, especially a fan, they're gonna blow you down deeper down that. Dark yeah. Path, oh yeah. Bro. You know, and that's what a fan does. They just blow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They blow. Yeah. They blow. <laughs> but yeah. That's, good. So. that's funny, too, because I was thinking about buying a Tesla, and I had so many of my, like, friends that were like, do it, do it. Get it, bro. Go for it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I, I mean, I could have. It, yeah. it wouldn't have been, like, a huge deal. But, like, when you really sit and think, like, all right, Jalen, do you need a Tesla? No. Yeah. <laughs> the answer, yeah, right. <laughs> do you need a Tesla? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all my other friends that... Like, I asked, like, my financial advisor, he was like, dude, if you want to, you know, you can, but, like, really sit and think about it. And then I was like, okay. And I prayed, and I feel like if God, and this is, you know, again, another thing for another time, but I feel like if God doesn't, like, tell me yes to something, if I don't hear or see a definitive yes, the answer is always no. Yeah. And so I'm always like, okay, if God doesn't say yes, if, or if I don't hear anything, that's his way of saying no. Yeah. I and so I was praying. I was like, yo, like, God, if you, if I should get a new car, like, yeah. give me a sign. And my car works perfectly fine. Yeah. It's cheaper. And I think God was like, yo, you're good. Yeah. You don't need that. You don't need that. <laughs> yeah. And I think friends are the same way. Mm-hmm, for sure. Again, and if they're not, then they're fans. Yeah. And, I, and it's tough because it's like you, you can yeah. Everything, what does Paul, the Apostle Paul say? A lot of things are permissible, but not everything mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. Um, you could buy a Tesla. I could buy a Tesla. Yeah. And, but is that the best use of, of your resource? Is that, is that, that's another topic too. Is, <laughs> you know, you get some, what, what you allow into your heart is who you become. Who you allow into your life is who you become. You start listening to certain music, you start buying certain things, mm-hmm. that's who you become. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For better or worse. So, understanding like where you put your resources or what's that verse where you put your treasure that's where your heart is that's where yep yeah um same thing with the people in your life same thing with the stuff of your life that's all the stuff that man that's a big one yeah that's what my wife my, something my wife and i are going through right now is this like the intersection of minimalism and christianity mm. the stuff dude man that's another episode well i think we're doing what relationships next yeah relationships, yeah, relationships next we talked yeah. about community um, talked about friendship today. Oh, one last thing I'll say too. Yeah, is, go for it. Is a, a, a deep person, like another benefit of having these people in your life is that it's a, it's a continuance of the faith of Jesus. Oh um, yeah. Because you become world changers. I firmly believe that sometimes we go to Lansing and there's 50 guys in the room. Sometimes there's one guy in the room, mm. like straight up. It just, you just never know. And that's the prison that we go to, uh, and bring church to, but it can get discouraging when you walk in and see one guy. But when you think about it, Abraham was one guy, and now look, you know what I'm saying? One faithful man changed our lives. And what did Jesus do? Exactly. Turn from the 99. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing is like, doesn't take a big circle, man. One person has d- tons of generations behind them, but mm-hmm. one person can do it for you. You mm-hmm. know, start with one, be discerning who you allow in, raise your standards, and we'll. We, there's a lot that comes from this too. I mean, helping guide your life. What does that look like? Meeting regularly with your people and just setting the tone. That's something I feel like you and I should do too, is just like consult each other when yeah. something big is coming up. Like, dude, is this the right move for me? Mm. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, but yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for the future, bro. It's yeah, bro. Good. <laughs> so good. Um, so we hit on again. We hit on community and friendship today. I think that was great. Uh, good discussions. Good. A discernment from God through it all. Um, again, we're so we're so blessed for all of you guys that are going to be listening. Um, share it with a friend, would you? And uh, like like Zach said, we're going to touch on relationships next. So for those of you out there looking for a significant other, a shoddy. we've got a <laughs> we've got some good stuff for you guys. Um, as you guys know, Zach is married. I'm in a committed relationship with That's Ashley, right. and uh, I don't know if she's here right now, but I can't. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I can't say it on the podcast anyway. Not that I was going to say anything, but we may be getting married at some point. (laughs) Ashley, quit getting ideas. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, she's going to be listening like, oh, he's going to propose next week. (laughs) I love it. Um, But we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Uh, Again, next episode will be relationships. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that. And uh, please do us a favor, hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button. Make sure you guys come back every week for a new podcast. And we will see you guys in the next one. Peace, love, and God bless.